What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome back. All the smoke, the beautiful Blue Wire studio in the Wynn Hotel. All the smoke time NASCAR, man. We got a very special guest today. You know, someone I've looked up to in this sport because this is not really a sport for our people. And this guy has definitely held it down for all of us. So welcome to the show today, Bubba Wallace. What up? Bubba, man, what we up? appreciate your time. Yeah, man. How are you? 
man, we're good. We're good. How's life? You told you got into town Wednesday. You got a chance to play some golf. You That's got right. a big race this weekend. What's, yeah. what's going on in your personal life right now? Uh, life is actually really good. My fiance, we flew out here with another couple that we're really good friends with. And um, just come out here to relax a little bit. Kind of hard to do in Vegas, right? right? So upbeat up here. But um, just getting away from the madness for a little bit. I've played 72 holes in the last four days. Okay, so you getting it in. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, this, the end of the season's creeping up, so we're kind of getting a little antsy. All right. Uh, ready for it to end. Um, but, man, we've been really solid second half of the year, and it's been fun. Talks as we learned today when we did our little pace car. Yeah. I didn't know your guys' season's from January to almost November, mid-November. So we are the uh, first week of February to the first week of November. That's a long With one off One week, weekend. yeah. That's they said one, one off. So every weekend you guys are racing somewhere. Yep. That's right. Always on the road. What a mental girl. And you also mentioned your fiance. Congratulations. Yeah. You got uh, a wedding date set yet? Jack yeah. just got married last year. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Thank brother. You. I'm next, next in line. To you too. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. yeah trying yeah. to be. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our date is uh, New Year's Eve. So oh, dope. Okay. I mean, we have a small window where we can pick from unless mm -hmm. we do a midweek wedding. Oh. But not everybody on our guest list can make that happen. So we're doing New Year's Eve. And uh, we're excited about that. No, we're doing it in Charlotte. Okay. We, our guest list is massive. I can so. imagine. Yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, it's going to be good to have everybody there and, and making the most of it. So nice. Born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. Talk about your upbringing. What was it like? Yeah, so I was born in, in L.A., lower Alabama. Um, but I, I moved say, from there. On, <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you flipped that. <laughs> um, but I moved from there when I was two. So I really don't remember a damn thing about mm -hmm. uh, Mobile. Um, but I, I moved to Concord, where I currently live now. So the last 27 years. Um, Mobile was just kind of on the birth certificate. I still have an uncle that lived down there. And, um, you know, ever since living in Concord, it was just, you know, all about having fun, no responsibilities. And the next thing you know, you get into racing and you climb the ladder. And for me, it was different. Um, they were like, you know, do you see, did you see yourself, you know, 20, I've been doing it 20 years now, 20 years ago, like starting out, like this is where you wanted to be. Mm. Hell no. Really? Didn't didn't watch it. Didn't, you uh -huh. know, not in a negative way. Didn't care for it. Like, right. we lived 15 minutes from the racetrack. Could hear him racing, but never was like, hey, what's that? Right. And next thing you know, it was like we would race in one series, get really good at it, move to the next one, get really good at it, keep moving, moving, moving. And the next thing you know, it's like, hey, NASCAR's yeah, next. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's keep going. <laughs> that's so, dope. That's it. You mentioned, uh, so you're in Concord. Is that where you went to high school at and everything? Yep. So yep. what is that like? Because I know now I go back. I do some work in Sacramento with the Kings, and I yep. go back, and it's kind of mixed. I feel like you can't get the love without the hate. How is the reception of you? Because you've kind of pretty much been in your hometown as a star now as well. Yeah, so it's crazy. Uh, Concord, my high school, um, we had Corey LaJoy. He was two years older than me. He races in the Cup Series now. Myself. We had Corey Seager, you know, who plays for the Rangers mm -hmm. now. Uh, Bradley Pinion, who I think is the kicker for the Bucks, maybe. Okay. Um, and then um, Justin Seager, the Seager boys, Brothers, all three uh -huh. of them, uh, we all went to all school together. So it's kind of crazy. You guys some pros, huh? Yeah. In different, all different spaces. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but Concord, you know, you it's all industry people that you see. So if they love you, hate you, you see mm -hmm. them every Sunday. Um, but the, the notoriety and the recognition has definitely gone up, uh, but it's still kind of more in like race markets and stuff gotcha. too. So, uh, it's 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 been cool. It's been a tough kind of um, or a, not a tough, but a fun journey to to navigate. You used to hoop. 
I, what happened I, with that? I used to just hold the picture in my little rec ball, you know. Just to the, make your mom just, happy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good. Looking up. back, I wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I followed my sister's footsteps in that. So my sister was a baller. How'd you get into racing cars? Uh, I was nine, and uh, we had just moved into a, um, a new house, moved away from, grew up in a neighborhood, had all the friends, all the kids, all went to school together, and then we moved away from that. Mm. So I hated life. That's tough. Yeah. We moved 15 minutes down the road, still in Concord, but all new school. And uh, my dad actually ended up buying a Harley Davidson, and he wanted to get it fixed up, make it look good, customize it out. And a family friend, Chris Rogers, who owned that bike shop, he raced go-karts out of the back. And we formed a great relationship with him. And he invited us to come out one day. And we were sitting in the stands watching kids go around. And my dad was like, what do you think? My dad had a go-kart. And he attempted to race three times. And he flipped all three times. Really? Yeah. Which was easy to do. Fortunately, I've never flipped mm-hmm. yet. And I've come close. But, um, but yeah, it was something that even my dad, when my dad did it, I was like, I want to do this. I, I, I didn't want to do that. Didn't have a, a dream to do that. Um, but when he asked if I wanted to, you know, attempt it finally, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, there was kids my age that are doing it and seemed like they were having fun. And we went racing. I had just made the second year AAU basketball team the week before and uh, called them up. Hey, I won't be in this season and never look back. I'm hanging up my shoes, huh? That's it. But you made the team. Hung so, them you, up. so you. I made the team. Yeah. yeah, so you was all right. Yeah, I was okay. okay. I was better defense and offense. So. There you go. Yeah. So I made 15 years out of being better than defense and <laughs> offense. <laughs> what yeah. was, I mean, everyone thinks, you know, you jump in the car, we go fast on the freeway, and I can race. What are some things about NASCAR that people have maybe have a misconception about of just how tough it really is? Yeah, it's, it's you know, people think, you know, three and a half, four hours you're in a race car. That's a long time. So stamina side has got to be in check. But what's got to be a top priority is the mental state. Mm. Like, as soon as you have a lapse of, of, of mindset, that's when the mistakes happen, right? Uh, you start thinking, man, I'm, I'm getting a little tired. Bam, you hit the fence. And it's like, Shit. damn, you just lost two tenths, you know? And so, like, when I was leading the last 60 laps at Kansas earlier this year, you know, it was those moments of, oh, man, you know, we're going to win. You know, this is, I feel it. And I, hey, and I would be like, hey, you know, fucking stop you know think about hitting your marks and Mm -hmm. making sure that you don't you don't set yourself up for failure and so it's it's super tough to do because you can start to wander in those times especially when you get sprung out and you're running kind of just by yourself uh it's it's tough to do so the mental state has to be very tough and and me i'm always calculating whether it's in the race car or on the regular roads of how to get to the destination the fastest. Not speeding, but, you know, it's like six cars are in one lane, one car's in the other. Well, this lane's going to move. Okay, there's a semi-truck sitting at the first car in line. It's a semi-truck. And I got to get over in 200 feet. I'm going to beat him. Mm-hmm. And so my fiance's starting to pick up on that because usually she would sit behind the semi and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, killing me. But my, I noticed now, like, my mind is always thinking, like, like, oh, let's see, let's subtract that car. Let's see if I can fit in that hole. And it's always like that. I love to know now that my mind is like a NASCAR driver on the street. I'm doing thinking, the same do shit. Yes, I'm doing about, the same. Thinking, you can ask Jelani saying. the way I drive. I'm always navigating. There's two cars over here. There's one. I think I can get that little. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really like cutting them off. It's not like 
shoving your nose in there. It's like, oh, we call it sleeping on restart. When a car doesn't take off or, or creates a hole at a stoplight, you can take advantage of sleeping on the restart. Most of the time, Next it, time you most see time that, it's on the phone on the restart. Yeah. They'll be on their phone. And exactly. I'm going to take that. Yes. I was surprised to hear today when we were at the track that you guys can't just get out and race around the track whenever you want. And that was crazy to me. So how do you, outside of your car, stay fit? Obviously, you said the big part yep. is mental, but what kind of stuff do you do for training? So we have our biggest thing is all three manufacturers in the sport have a multi-million dollar simulation rig. It's full motion. It's, it's basically the center section of our race car uh, on actuators that move it. And we, just like, just like, just like, car. just like real life. Although it's the virtual side. Mm-hmm. And for me, some drivers can get in and and make it happen and and be with it. But I have a hard time, like disconnecting. Like, hey, reality versus virtual. So I get so mad. I'm like, this isn't real. They're like, no shit, it's virtual. <laughs> right. But you can develop bad habits doing that. Oh. So you go to these places. Um, the the biggest advantage for me is is when we go to like road courses. So we went to the Roval in Charlotte last weekend. And on Wednesday before, we were in there for a couple hours. And it's like, okay, I remember this bump. I remember this corner now. It flows after this one. Like, okay, it feels good. But then you start running more laps and laps and laps. And the thing's not really vibing with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, when I get there in real life, is this going to happen? Right. So you, you go into it hesitant. And when you're hesitant in a race car, you're slower. And so it's, you got to take some of the stuff with a grain of salt. But that's probably the biggest tool for everybody in the field is simulation time and it's not just a video game that you turn on and press play and you know we can take our setup our setup is all built up by numbers that you plug into the computer and so you feel everything and so they're like hey we want to make a change they type in something Mm. different send it out and it's like oh okay yeah i felt that i felt that that in the right rear on entry into one and it's like, okay, we're going to put that in the car. That's serious. So it's, it's pretty advanced. Uh, so that's, that's the cool thing about it. Don't. You spoke to the mental side um, of it. I mean, for mentally for us, it's, you know, it's watching film, watching our opponent, who we're guarding, how we play it. Is it similar? Do you guys watch film? What kind of stuff do you do mentally to yep. stay sharp? Yep. So we have, um, we have now, you know, being a part of this team, you know, Denny, who is a co-owner with MJ, we race against him. He is big in the data analytics stuff. So looking at film and all this stuff. Uh, I've never really been big on that. Uh, there's, a, there's a software that, that had come out, I think 2018, called SMT. And it's basically like a video game to where you can plug in, take your car versus my car, and you can match them up head to head, and you can see what you're doing. You can see your throttle application, your brake application, your steering traces. So you can see like, oh, this is how you get around this track. Uh, so it kind of took the art away because before it was like, man, how is how's Bubba driving in that? Like, what's he it's doing? Secret, right? Well, it's like I'm doing something with the wheel at the brake at the same time. So now all your data pops up on the screen. Mm. And so you can use that. Is that an advantage or disadvantage? Like, I mean, it's probably an advantage to learn, but. It's an advantage to learn, but it's like, well, shit, you know, everybody's going to copy what I'm doing when we're, when we're good there. So. Mm. It's part of it. We've accepted it. We've adapted to it. Um, but you go back and rewatch races. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, engineers that will put in a, a one note, a debrief sheet of things to look at, and it makes it makes it pretty easy heading into races. So, 2010 Rookie of the Year honors, first ever African American to receive the award. 
Um, okay, okay, okay. Congratulations, <laughs> although, you know, we're Thank 12 you. years later, but that's dope. But original thoughts when that happened? Yeah, I think um, I was I had to think, like, 2010, where was that at? <laughs> that's a while yeah, ago, it right? it was. Um, I was in Charlotte playing for the Bobcats. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's right. In the streets doing some other things, too, but that's <laughs> not that's, that's not. I took him to the playoffs. That's not for this I show. took him to the playoffs for the first time. Yeah, did that. <laughs> um, but it was... Uh, it was one of those deals that we were we were just racing to race, and back then that series was so stout. Like everybody in 2010 is who I'm racing against now in the cup level. Mm. Yeah, majority, all the young kids. There's like seven or eight of us, and so it's the same thing today. You had to bring it, mm-hmm. and um, I mean that was a, a really cool feature for us to to win. Uh, and the way it happened was dramatic fashion. Um, our last race of that season was Dover, Delaware. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been in that casino up there, in Dover. Mm-hmm. It's a casino. It has, it's a horse track, but it has a mile concrete track around it. It's one of the baddest racetracks to go to. It's Bad, a, in a good like, way? In a good way. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's a roller coaster. And so going into there, the guy that was helping run our program at that time, Andy Santer, he said, hey, I've raced here a lot of times in this series, and turn one is tricky. Like, you're going to have to drive over the hump into turn one and let the car settle. And so we fire off in practice. And, and then, you know, you go to these places for the first time. These are cup tracks for the first time. And you're like, oh, this place is massive. You know, it's like coming to Vegas for the first time mm-hmm. when you live in a, a small podunk city. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, this is incredible. And so you figure it all out as you're going. So I go out, get up through the gears, and I go through three and four, and it's a little rough. You're kind of bouncing around and come by to take the green, and and you go over the hump, like you said, but it's like a ski jump. And you come down and slam the ground. You get in the air. It, you don't, but it feels, feels like, like it. it. Yeah, the sensation mm-hmm. is like, oh. Mm-hmm. And you get slammed down, and I said, fuck that. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, I, I was terrified of the place. And... Um, I'll take this to my grave. The whole weekend, we had motor problems. The motor was stumbling. Could never get it figured out. So I was slow to begin with. So I was like, thank God. Um, And the guy that we were battling, lap 27, he blew a right front tire. And so it was like, oh, sweet. That sealed the fate for winning the rookie of the year. Then lap 37, I blew a tire. Mm. So it was like, wow. Yeah. Comes at you fast. Yes. So fast forward to the next year. I went in to that same place and I was like, all right, I'm gonna bring it. I'm ready. You know, I'm right. Forget that. Sat on the pole, won the race, you know, so, did the whole deal. So yeah. we kind of feel like in the NBA, um, you know, you don't really know that you could everyone could play basketball, obviously, and you see some tremendous rookies and stuff, but we feel like you don't really learn the game until like your third or fourth year. Absolutely. Similar in your sport, you yeah. know, to learn the nuances once yeah. you kind of get your feet under you. For sure. So my deal was was a little different. And uh, the, the way to, to, to get into the cup level is it, the way it used to be. used to be whoever was the best driver is like, hey, we want you to come drive. Well, the sport's gotten really, really expensive. I mean, it's, it's multi-millions of dollars to run a competitive cup team. And now it's like, okay, you're pretty good, but how much money are you bringing? Mm. You know, it's like some kids, there's, I'm sure we always say that there's probably the best race car driver that was somewhere out there that never got an opportunity so didn't have the money. because they had the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of one of the last ones to be able to come through without money. And, you know, 
I had enough talent to compete. But obviously, yeah, the 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 skin color, you know, people were like, "Oh, he happens to be good too. We're gonna give him a shot." Mm. And so that helped out, and we attracted some sponsors. But some like for the longest time, we could never get sponsors. I remember you talking yeah. about that publicly too. Yeah, and it was like super frustrating because. No offense to some of my friends, but they're all kind of boring and cookie cutter, right? Mm-hmm. And I show up and I'm I'm ready to, you know, change up the scene. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, sponsors would want that, right? Anyways, we're here now. We're in a great spot with sponsorship. Moneyline's partner. So that's great. Go. Shout out Moneyline. Money yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Got your plug. Yeah. Um, but um, coming up, you know, and when I got to the cup level, I was driving for the 43, Richard Petty, the king. And the king. The king. And historically, they were a, a mid-pack team. You know, not downplaying it. They were mid-pack. They would have four chances to win races. That was Daytona and Talladega. And, you know, a couple, throw in a couple surprise races here and there. And so for me, at that time, it was it was trying to figure out, like, okay, I'm trying to be really competitive. I want to go win. But the car is sometimes not capable enough mm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you start to build up a lot of self-doubt. And you go into these situations like, you know, this is all I got. And then sometimes it's the opposite. The car's really good, and I, I, you don't have I failed to deliver. Wow. And so, you know, I did four, three years with them, and we kept improving each and every year. But it was still, like, a big step to get to the top 10 tier, right? And so I looked at this opportunity at 2311 when MJ and Denny came together and decided to make this all happen. It was like, okay, you know, this is a team that's going to take, let's say, a year to get our feet wet and get everything underneath us to go out and be competitive and go win races. And still our cars are really fast. We had some races where, you know, we have a partnership with another race team. That's kind of like our mothership, JGR, Joe Gibbs racing. And, you know, their cars are running one, two, three, four. And then I'm fifth running 20th. Wow. And it's like, dude, you still don't have it. Cars are the same now. Like, you can't use that excuse. And things started to finally click at the end of last year. Ten races left. Crew chief, we brought in Booty, who's my crew chief now. And things started to click. And it was like, okay, well now we're 15th, you know, 14th, 13th. Climbing. climbing a little bit. And we won Talladega, which was big. Big shake for our it, team. Shake and bake. That's right. And it was like, okay, it's still a plate race, which is totally different. But then this year, it was like, hey, brand new car. Plate race. What that mean? Plate race is a restrictor plate race. So basically, we're wide open the whole time. Okay. And so it's, it's way different than what we'll do at Vegas. Vegas, we're lifting, modulating the car, throttle, all this stuff. Like, we're fighting it. Daytona, Talladega, basically sit back, one hand on the wheel, cruise. Although, you're 200 miles an hour this far apart from each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's totally different type of racing. And when one wrecks... 20 wrecks. Yeah. Mm. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the chance, your chances of winning are really, really high if you can miss the wrecks. Mm-hmm. But you still got to be good though. Right. So if, if we go to, if we say Vegas is 55, 45 uh, luck versus skill, uh, uh, Daytona and Talladega is 70% luck, 30% skill. Wow. So it's a big jump. Um, but what I was getting at is we, we come into the season and I kind of noticed like about Five races in, I'm like, we're pretty solid here. If we can put it together, like, we're going to start clicking here. And 
we had some issues uh, of our own doing, my own doing, wrecking the car, uh, bad pit stops, whatever, you name it. The whole team was not, the stars were not aligned for our team. But two months ago, three months ago now, we've been a top five car every week. And it's like, okay, this is what it takes. This, Chemistry. It takes yeah. that. But then for me, the mindset and the skill set, my crew chief tells me, and he's like, hey, you drive it so far on entry and make the car work and then worry about the rest later. And it's like, basically like, hey, drive the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then we'll figure it out. And it's like, oh, big difference. <laughs> Change the game. But it took me, you know, five years to figure that out. And now it's like, okay, we're getting the respect from the other guys. And it's like, hey, it's Bubba's car is the one to watch out for. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
Thank you to the geniuses of Spoken Audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. In our game, I think it's kind of lost now, but back in the day, like the younger guys used to have the OGs, the mentors. Is it similar? Because obviously this is such an kind of an individual sport, but are there older guys that you can kind of lean on to soak up game or it's not really like that in your sport? No, it is. We have a a couple of of veterans, we call them. Um, You know, Denny's, he's obviously, uh, I think he's on the end of his career. Obviously, he's purchased the race team and he's been a big help. Uh, You got Kevin Harvick, who's been doing it for a while. Our teammate, Kurt Busch, who's out with concussion protocol stuff, but They've all been big helps. Okay. And they're like, hey, this is what I did in your situation right. 20 years ago. You need to do this, this, and this. <laughs> right. And it's like, nah, man, this, you know, but That's you, you shit. end up, yeah, yeah, this is the new age stuff, but right. it, it still carries a lot of weight and a lot of power behind what they say. So it's cool. Yeah. 2020, you joined 2311, MJ, and owned by also Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. How did they reach out? So Denny, Denny and I share the same agent. Mm-hmm. And so Denny and I, we've, we've been around each other. We've had some run-ins throughout the years. And it, it, it all started kind of, you know, the race team that I was with, the 43, they were looking to do something new and kind of change the game and, and, and rebrand, basically. And they, they wanted Denny to be a part of it in some capacity. And the, the way it all kind of worked out, like rumor mills start, you know, you can't control the rumor mill bullshit, right? Right. Well, then it was like, Denny Hamlin, MJ, starting a team, which was... It wasn't even true at the time? No, no, it was nothing. And so Denny fired a text to MJ. It was like, ah, look at this look at this crazy tweet, you know? And MJ responded back, well, let me know when you want to make it happen. Probably off that tequila, That's like, him. let's make That's it happen. Him. Yeah, and, he, and it was like... That's him. Okay. And so, in the meantime, I'm still trying to figure out... I had a couple options on the table. Um, and it was like, okay. And then Denny started to text me, like, hey, man, you know, we're... This this may happen, mm. and I I'll never forget what I sent him. Is he was like, dude, this is happening. This is it. This is this is gonna be great. And I sent him the Kobe Bryant video, the one where he's in the press conference and he's not smiling. The reporter asked him, he's like, hey man, you're up. 
two one. Like Job's not, not done. Job's not finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of lot of moments like, hey man, this is gonna happen. Like you're about to be a star. And then call them on Monday. Hey, what happened? They're like, oh, I don't know. Talk to you later. <laughs> so yeah, I've been let down so many times. Right. And so I was like, hey, man, no disrespect, but send them that video. I said, when it's finished and I'm signed, we can go celebrate. Question. Like, so when do you guys, you said you had a couple, do you, is it like free agency somewhat? Or how does that changing teams kind of stuff work? Yeah, somewhat. Um, you know, we lock in, you know, drivers sometimes lock in for five years, one year, two years, okay. you know. And the silly season is what we call it there at the end. And drivers will, you know, exercise their options, see what see what's available oh, okay. for them. So uh, I think the biggest one this year so far is, is Kyle Busch, who's been a Toyota teammate of mine for the last two years, but been driving the 18 M&M's car for the last, I don't even know, 18 years? Maybe longer than that. And it came to contract year, and it was like, wow, Kyle's not going to be back in the 18. And so he just signed a deal with a new team. So it's mm. kind of, it's a big, big change. Yeah, a guy of that stature. Yeah, right. You can have, you can drive cars for a long time. What is, is there yeah. an average? I mean, I know what's the average. I mean, if you're good. Yeah, I don't know. Like the our oldest in the field is 44, and still like still getting it done. I mean, we've had guys racing when they're 70 and 80, not 90s, but in their 70s. Really, but they're just kind of. In the uh-huh. way at that yeah, point. Yeah, going yeah, going through the motions. Sure, what ass out just the way. They can. Just because they can, they'd love it, right? right I mean, right. hell, you love it. Keep That's doing dope, it. Though. Yeah. That's dope though. Yeah. Any funny stories or you tell us any uh stories you had run ins with MJ? Uh MJ. Um I thought it was I thought it was really cool of how it how it all came about. Um Denny went down to play at the Grove and uh he texted me, he's like, Hey, what are you doing at six thirty? I was like, nothing, sit on the couch. He's like, all right, I'm going to call you. So I'm sitting there, 6.30, 6.45. Then he's notoriously late, 6.45, 7 o'clock rolls around. Calls me. Say, hey, what are you doing? I was like, sit on the couch. He's like, here, somebody wants to talk to you. And it was MJ. Mm-hmm. This is my first time ever talking to MJ. And he said, hey, we do this deal. There ain't no more running in the back. Like, all right. digging at me. And I'm like, Off the rip. shit, all right, sounds good. Yeah, okay. So I thought that was pretty special. Um, but MJ, man, he's just, he's competitive and uh, loves, to, loves to poke the bear and bet against you and uh, just, to, just to push you, just to, just to motivate you. And he'll, he'll like, in the moment, he's, he's you know, joking around and he's like, hey, I'll bet against you here. But then he'll pull you to the side and he's like, you know what I'm doing, right? And then it, get results and he'll be like, told you. See? <laughs> he did that to us in practice, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing. Yeah. On the heels of race weekend, when you're getting ready to go into a race weekend, music-wise, what you listening to? Man, I'm different. I, uh, I'm into the heavy metal stuff, metal core, the stuff you can't understand when they're screaming and shouting. But it's just yeah. that, that's, the energy? It, yeah. But it, it honestly, it's, it, it does the exact opposite of what they're outputting. Like, it calms me down. Interesting. So we always call it angry music for happy people. And it's something that I, I found in 2004 or five. And I, I liked it mostly because of the drumming. I, ha- I have a drum set at home. I like to fuck around a little bit every once in a while. And it was nice. It was easy for me to shut out the words and just listen to the drum track and try to replicate that. Like I enjoyed that. Like that was cool. 
and then the more and more I got into it, got to know some bands and appreciate more the music and the art of it and how normal they are outside of the performance. And then they just turn into a maniac. And so it's like the whole respect level has gone up for them. But man, just the breakdowns, the breakdowns are the best part of that music. And they, they put you in this mindset where like you can't be messed with. Mm. And so I enjoy that. But I enjoy all types of music, really. I got one rule. Hmm. Don't touch my drum set. <laughs> Don't touch my drum set. Well, I might put my nuts on your drum set. <laughs> Did you touch my drum set? Yeah. You got a lot of victories. What's the sweetest? Any anyone stand out? Um, I'd say all 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 of them are very important to me. 2013, my first truck win at the national level, you know, that was big. That was, you know, late in the season, not really the best of seasons, racing for Kyle Busch and his truck team. He's winning every time he gets in the truck. And then we went out and won Martinsville. And, like, that was like, hell yeah, we did it. And then we show up the next year, we won four more. And then since 2014, uh, I was winless. 2015, 2016, and then 2017. This one's probably number one. 2017, going into that season, lack of funding, lack of sponsorship from the rip of the start of the year. It was like, don't know if you're going to be able to race all the way throughout the year. Mm. We're going to go until we can't no more. So it's like, okay. And just so happens we put together our best year. We're we're fourth in the points at race number eight. and. Going into Kansas, the 43 car in the cup race, the driver at that time broke his back in a crash. And that was a Ford car. I was driving for Ford at the time and got on the phone. I was like, I hope he's all right, but I need to be in that ride. Mm. I want to fill in, you know, until he gets back. And so agents were working on it. And through all that stuff, it all worked out by, I think it was race number 11 or 12. we got the call, like, hey, it's your time this next weekend at Pocono to drive the 43. But, hey, also, you're done racing Xfinity. Like, we're, we're shutting it down. So, it's like, you're going to be out of a ride, but for the next four, you're in. So, I was a substitute and put together our best races. It was good. And then they were like, Eric's back. The guy who broke his back, he's back. So, thanks for your time. See you later. So, I was on the couch. I was on the couch from... Uh, late July to was it August or September? It was like four or five weeks I was on the couch. Then Michigan rolled around, and a team called, a truck team called, and he was like, hey, we want you to come drive my truck. He was like, okay. And we went out there, and we won it. And so it was four years, three years of just getting kicked in the dirt. And it was like, boom, All of a we won. I had that one race I won, and I was back on the couch. So I was like, damn, I know I still got it. We went to work and I got a cup ride the next year, driving the 43. And then the second one, Talladega was big last year, but this past one at Kansas, just because of the way the racing was, we dominated the last third of that race. And we won in that fashion. And it was one of those, it's like, ain't no motherfucker say shit about this one. Mm -hmm. You know, Talladega was a rain shortened race. We knew it was going to rain, 
and we drove up to the field and took the lead and rain fell and race was over with. Hey, not we my fault. Went, right. But we always had that bullshit. Like you always had that asterisk beside that because right. you didn't go the full distance. Mm-hmm. Even I put asterisk beside it. But the races where I was doing bad, I would be like, yeah, you only won that because you, because it rained. You know, I'd become a hater myself. I'm like my biggest enemy, but also my biggest cheerleader at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Kansas, I can't even say shit to myself on that one because it's like, we did it. We did it, right? Did it, right. So that one in 2017 are two high ups. I got two questions. Are you saying truck team because the truck, the, the name of the drivers on the truck? Why are you saying, why are you keep saying truck team? So truck series. So there's three, there's three levels when you get to uh, NASCAR. So for ball, I would go, I would go maybe maybe high school or, or JUCO, mm-hmm. and then collegiate ball, and then pros, okay. pros cup, right? Well, we race on mm-hmm. Sunday. Xfinity is collegiate, and then truck is JUCO high school. Okay. And so that's the levels where you get to, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's a stepping stone. Some kids can come up through because they got money and boom to the right. top, but their experience shows. And I don't know if you answered this already. How many races in the season? 38. 38. Mm. 38. Two exhibition races. uh, But, yeah, 38 races. Yeah. Um, Of late, athletes have come out and and been brave enough to speak on mental health, which I think is important. It's it's always been something that's kind of hush-hush or not man enough to really talk about. You've struggled with depression uh, throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you get through it? You still go through it. Um, what's the process with that? Yeah, I uh, I think I had a I was having a couple of days of depression last week, actually on my birthday. No idea why. Just comes and goes. Yeah, that was yeah that was the first time in a, in, in a while. But uh, I thought I was like oh, okay, I'm 29. Like birthdays are just another day to me. But uh, that was on Saturday, and then Sunday we raced at Roval, which is the worst track on the schedule. <laughs> Every driver would say that. And it's just... What city is that in? Charlotte. Okay. It's our home race. So we got uh, the big Coke 600, uh, the big race. And then they, they... It used to be a smaller race. It used to be the Bank of America 400 on the big track. But now they made it a road course race. And terrible idea. But anyways, that's another story another day. And historically, never really run well there. And so it was always one of those deals where like you show up to a game. It's like, man, I'm going to play like shit today. Just, you just always feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I struggle at road courses in general, but we've gotten better and better. Long story short, qualified decent, start the race really good. And lap four, I mess up and almost spin out and wreck. I ride in last for the 50% of the race. And then we make it through the wrecks and the carnage and we finish seventh. Like, <laughs> damn good day. And I got out of the car and I was like, yeah, cool. And I was, I was riding home. Uh, I, rode my, I have a motorcycle. I ride Harleys. And I rode my motorcycle home. And I was just like, what in the hell's going on? Like, I'm not pumped. I'm not excited. And I was like, ah, yeah. Kicked in again. Just turned 29. Things are great. Right. You know, finished seventh at your worst racetrack. Like, so it just happens. And, um, you know, for me, it's I woke up the next day and they pump like sweet. Really? We finished seventh. Really, just the next just day. It's just like that. Wow. Yeah, like I don't do anything different. I just know like the grass is always green on the other side, and 
sun's going to wake up or sun's going to rise tomorrow. Right. So that's kind of my mentality going with it. And everybody's different in how they deal with it. And for me, it's turning on that music to help get it out. And then things are good. Uh, in 2020, you and your team made national headlines with, you know, what someone thought was a noose mm-hmm. found in your garage, yep. FBI investigation. Uh, a lot of yeah, no, yeah, no. Can you break that without going too deep into yep. the situation? Can you break that down for us? And what happened? Yeah, um, so Talladega. Um, you know, with everything that was going on, George Floyd, all that. You know, just got rid of the Confederate flag in our sport. And we're going to Talladega. You know, the heightened awareness is mm. at all time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like if something's going to happen, it's something's going to happen there. And um, at that time, it was COVID, so we got rid of practice, we got rid of qualifying, we would just show up and race. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in the bus, Blaney and I, we're sitting in the bus playing 2K or something, and um, we're like, let's go to dinner soon. Said, All right. So we're about to go get some, uh, some pizza or something, and I get a call from the president. He's like, hey, what's up? President of NASCAR. Steve Phelps, what's up? Hey, you your bus? It's like, uh, yeah, sure. See you in a minute. I'm like, oh, shit. Right, this office. Oh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so I go up, pull up, like, the receipts on my phone. I'm like, what did I tweet? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit. You know, I, I've gotten in trouble for Twitter a couple times here and there. That's, uh, join the club. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. You know, I see him walking. I open up the door for him. Hey, you want a bottle of water? Like, what's up? And it was one of those looks I'll never forget. It was just deadpan tears in his eyes. And I was really? like, oh, shit. Mm. You know, and he told me, you know, crew member found what a noose. And so I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Like, all right. And obviously, long story short, investigated, not a noose, not a threat towards me. Looked just like a noose. Mm-hmm. Tied up just like a noose. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Might be the size of your pinky, but. It looks like that. It was a noose. Go ahead. So, um, you know, throughout that whole deal, it was just like, damn. You know, and, and I knew, like, I called my crew member who had found it. I said, hey, man, you sure? Because I was like, this is going to look. Right. This is going to be bad. And called him. My crew chief called me. He's like, dude, this is fucked up. Damn. And I was like, all right. What did you learn from that? If anything. Um. Uh, that uh, honestly I, I don't really know i mean you know you always have to just you know keep your head on a swivel and just look out for self right like that's the important thing with life mm-hmm. and you know i hate that whole scenario went down and now now from from going from all that and people think it's a, a play and a you know a plot for me to you know always oh, losing his ride like i was good i had i had a really good deal going right. you know the, the results may not have shown that, but we were, we were solid. And, uh, and so you gained, I'd say, majority of your fan base. Mm-hmm. But you also gained a whole new fan base. Uh, not from that, but seeing what all stemmed from it. You, people show their true colors, right? Even, even close people. Mm. Like they were like, oh, yeah, that's Bubba for you. Mm. It's like, whoa, all right. Damn. Yeah. And, um, and so you, it's like, all right, you know, I, I keep my circles tight and it just got tighter then. Right. And, and that's okay with me. 
Um, but you know, shit happens and you, you, you grow on and move on from it. And you know, it, it, you know, it made me more aware of my surroundings in everyday life. So like, mm. I'm always, you know, who's here for me and who's not, you know, you go to the track now and Kyle's Kyle Bush still gets the most booze, but you know, his is, his is different. You know, my shit is like more personal. Right. And so it, it sucks, but throughout all that, the people that really understand the story and, 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 and know the facts, like you have a whole new fan base and it's, and it's been very supportive and I've been appreciative of it uh, because they weed out the bullshit just like mm-hmm. I would. Right. And uh, they're there for you. So mm. it's cool to have people like that. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Being the only black driver in NASCAR, um, I remember when Tiger Woods kind of broke that barrier and kind yep. of opened the door and, and got, you know, a lot of minorities, particularly African-Americans, into golf. Do you... Did you think about that at the beginning, middle, now? Does it not cross your mind? I know you just want to be known as a racer because that's mm-hmm. what you are, but mm-hmm. do you ever think about kind of your historical significance in this spot you're in and, and, and the ability to encourage the next Bubba Wallace to come along the lines? I do when we talk about it. Okay. Um, you know, like I said when I was a kid, we just go up, show up and race and win, go home, race and win again, race and lose. We just kept doing that when I won my first race at Martinsville in 2013 it was like yes you know great job dude you you did it you know you won your first truck race and then you get out and they're like Bubba Wallace first African-American to win and it's like oh shit right wow okay didn't even cross your mind no. but now it's no it's it's there and so I've my tweet uh that's pinned since 2017 is you know you're not going to stop hearing about the black driver there's only one and so accept it, embrace it, and enjoy the journey. Because that's what I've done. Like, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it. Right. But media's got to get their clickbait and all this shit, you know. They're not just going to put Bubba Wallace won a race. People are going to be like, who the hell's that? They put Black Driver. Black Woo! guy. Oh, I know the black guy. Yeah. The, the, the viewership goes up. Got some black friends. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend's How black. How many? About <laughs> oh, four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's... It is what it is, but I don't, it's not like I, you know, run away from that. Right. I accept it. Head on, right. Yeah. And, and try to make it better. And I'll say everywhere we go now, there's minorities that, you know, that are fans. They're like, hey man, we're fans because of you. Like we've never watched NASCAR and it's, it's super dope. Like, yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. I was surprised today when we went to the thing, there was like a lot of black people and it sounds maybe crazy to say, but I was surprised we saw like a. A lot of black people working. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, it's that was that was one of the things that my mom at Richmond. We had won Richmond in 2011, and um, this was um, this was more like uh, kind of more like JV football or JV ball, and uh, we won Richmond, and. My mom was like, hey, look up in the stands. What do you see? This was after the race. Like, no, they're empty. It's like, no, look. You know, it was just Hispanics, minorities, black, really? cleaning the stands. And there she was like, they probably have no idea that there's a black kid down here driving. Mm. And it was like, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. And Richmond, Richmond is in the hood. Mm-hmm. It is right next door to the hood. Mm-hmm. And... It's incredible to see now, like I said, 2011, 11 years, like how much that's changed. Right. Uh, we're doing these deals uh, called Bubbles Block Party. We just did one in in, uh, in Birmingham, which was super dope. We had DJ Manny Fresh out and Big Crit. Fresh? Yeah, Fresh okay. was out. And uh, <laughs> the 
crowd was awesome. Nothing but black folk. Like, it was super dope. And they were interested. And they were pumped to see me there. Right. But we weren't at the racetrack, and, and I wasn't performing. It was just uh, one of these deals, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now this, this is the real job. How do we get this crap? Carryover. Yeah. Where's the carryover? How do we get this crap? 2,500 people. 2,500. Let Manny Fresh come DJ that motherfucker. That might be Some. it, huh? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the real process of like, okay, we got these people knowing about NASCAR and Bubba Wallace and all of our partners here, but we're still not at the track. Right. right. Which is, I'd say, the end goal. Yeah. Right? So we still got a lot of work to do there. And, and what that answer is, is, is who knows? You know, what is the, how do we do that? It's a, it's a journey, not a destination, time. right? Right, time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all I think, time. You know, you, it, you, it's on our minds. And like you even said, like, I didn't, I've always known about NASCAR, but I didn't start paying attention until I thought mm-hmm. there was, oh, there's yeah. someone that's my color. Like, you were close to see. He's a little, he's, a, he's stayed in the oven a little longer. But me and you were kind of <laughs> similar. So I was just like, oh, there's someone. <laughs> that looks like hey, me. <laughs> I, true. <laughs> true. No, but I think that's dope. Um, you've always been someone to use your platform to kind of speak on important issues. Talk to us about your project, Live to Be Different. Yeah. So we're all different, right? <clears throat> you guys can't drive a race car. I can't play ball. We're different. I can attempt to. I, yeah, you can shoot. I'm not even, I can't even get in the car and, and make, even make it around one show. time. To I, yeah. told, I told a buddy of mine that, I told a buddy of mine that, that might be in this room. I said, hey, man, you might be able to take pictures and shoot videos. I can do that same shit, too, but you can't drive a race car. Mm, word, so word, just remember yeah. that. Remember right. that when you want to talk, hey, man, my picture's better than yours. Right. Yeah, I can do your job. You can't. Right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> hey. A little bit of reality. Yeah. Hey, I just speak facts. But again, we're all different. We're all different. And, you know, is it my purpose in life to be a race car driver? You don't know. Is it your purpose to, was it your purpose to play ball? We don't know, but you live it out every day to figure out what your purpose is, and it's different from everybody else. Yeah. And so, as I've always said, live to be different. You know, like, you know, I'm I'm different the way I look in the sport, and so I'm not letting that stop me. So I encourage other people to to live on life, have fun with it. Only you can tell yourself no. Right. People are gonna try, but you got to be strong enough mentally and physically yeah. to say no. That mental part. How do you reflect on your career this so far? What's, what's anything you want to accomplish? Like on first thing on your mind? Yeah, I think you know, it's it's really big uh, to be successful for me. Success breeds everything. Winning right. means everything. Winning right? is everything. And realizing that there's so much more to life than that. Like I've I've started to learn that. Like I I made a a big mistake, and when you know I wasn't running well, and I told my fiance like, hey, racing's always going to come first. That was a massive mistake. Because racing ain't always going to be there. Right. You know? And understand that life is super important and the people that you're surrounded with is super important. I started to appreciate that a lot more. And we're in a, a great spot, better than we've ever been. Um, and so understanding that part of it has been really, really cool. Um, but from the racing side of things, and my career there is, is, you know, Bubba wins Talladega. It's a massive story. Bubba wins Kansas. It's a massive story. I want to get to the point where it's like, oh, Bubba just won another race. Bubba got another mm-hmm. win. Yep. You know? Bubba did it again. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's just like, oh, okay. That's it. And not be some like, oh, shit. Like, I'd All like right. the text to go from 400 down to 20. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Nice job. Good job. That's it. 
super appreciative of all 400 people that text me. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those deals is like, it's a surprise. Still. Mm-hmm. It feels like a surprise. And I wanted to get it to where it's like a normal occurrence. So, but you're going through this for someone in 20, 25 years to be able to have it. Just another win. Just another win. That's it. Who is Bubba Wallace outside of Ray? A homebody. I don't, I don't like the Xbox. Yeah. You said, you, you PC. Said, yeah, yeah. Are you, you a PC? So you PC, play Call of Duty? Yeah. Oh, I'm on that Warzone stuff. I'll, I'll say, I'll, okay, see, like, see, okay, let me tell you something, man. When somebody <laughs> say they're on PC, that means the they right? cheat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got aim bots. I'm talking about they just nah, moving the mouse and shooting people, you got man. You aim assist with the controllers? Yeah, but it's just so, it, it, so you know it's easier with the mouse. Oh, 100 percent oh, Control man. the recoil. They yeah. say Jack just behind and try to snipe people. He's not really out there. I'm good at man. picking teams. <laughs> He's a good leader. I'm gonna pick the great, Yeah, I'm gonna pick yeah. you and the rest of the guys that's gonna do a lot of killing. <laughs> and I'm just gonna call people out and snipe. Just getting carried. I'm sniping. Hey, someone came and played Jack on uh Call of Duty uh, Murray. On, on our show. He threw and, a knife at me. And killed Jack with a knife. And Jack I'm like, had I didn't a gun. know they had knives on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting everybody. You threw a knife at me. Uh yeah. So I I'm a big gamer. Um there's a couple of us that get on uh just about every night yeah me too 9 30 10 o'clock it's the what's up it's time I'm like, all right babe i got the text gotta go killing the chili gotta go <laughs> so uh yeah, sure got that's what i was trying to remember what bonds was bonds, saying yeah we yeah bonds well that's that's our You're line killing we take chilling. killing the chilling <laughs> i love that um besides that i'm golfing uh i try to golf once or twice a week what's your handicap a 12 okay you're up yeah, okay yeah a 12 and it's so frustrating Shot 87 today. Okay. Shot 87. No, we didn't get to finish, so I can't get the score. But now I am I am a hater of myself when it comes to golf. Oh, you don't want to play around me because I just get super fucking mad. I enjoy the moment, but I am just mad. At myself. Competitive, just competitive. You're competitive. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what to do. Do it. And I can't mm-hmm. do it. So, but yeah, golf and just relaxing at home. Like parties. I'll party all day. If it's at my house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like be on yeah my I'm not going out. Hate the city. Hate traffic. Mm-hmm. Just, I live 11 minutes from the airport. Get on the plane, go home, race, do all that, come back. You drive enough. I want to be home too. Quick hitters coming down to the end of the show. First thing across your mind, let us know top five NASCAR drivers of all time, in your opinion. Uh, Richard Petty, the GOAT, Dale Earnhardt, Jimmy Johnson, all seven time champions. Uh, you know, I didn't really pay attention to the older stuff. Um, so people are gonna be like, "Oh, you didn't say like Kelly Arborough or you know Davy Allison." Pure list, yeah. Uh, so I got those three, and then right now, current time, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, stuck on the island. Three shows or movies in rotation. Friday, okay. yeah. Uh, I'm a horror movie fanatic, and Halloween came out. Today, uh, the thirtieth the Halloween, thirtieth one. It's gonna be ass, but that's all right. I was watching Halloween when I was like four or five, so oh, I grew up on that. You watch the scary scene. Mine's oh yeah, like a lot of parents, my friends, that we could we couldn't watch. Yeah, we couldn't watch. Movies. Oh we yeah, watching no. Jason, Freddy, oh. all that shit. When I was all of it. Yeah. Uh, so Friday, Halloween. Let's go more suspense. Um, like Law Abiding Citizen. One night in Vegas on the money line card. Woo. Means everything is on the house. They got a lot of money wow. over there. Oof. Three people you'd bring with you, past or present, a night in Vegas. And you're not a partier, but tonight you're going to fucking party because it's on money line. Swipe it. Um, Let's see. Who who would I bring? Past or present. 
That's tough. Dead or alive. One night in Vegas. Yeah. One night in Vegas. I'm going to have to go with... I said Friday, so I'm going to have to go with Tucker. Smokey? Okay. Yeah, Smokey. Smokey's I was too. And then, who's another solid one? Uh, I would have to probably invite Wayne out. Wheezy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the third... The third, I'd, I'd party with MJ. I'd invite MJ out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not we just speak tequilas and cigars. So that's not a bad third. Exactly. Not a bad third. Yeah. He got some, I heard he got some good tequila too. Yeah, it ain't bad. It yeah. ain't bad. If you like that. And I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> if you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Any pre-race routines you got? Our schedules are so like compact now. And we try to time it out to where I'll have like 45 minutes to an hour after all of our meet and greets and stuff at the track uh, to go back to the bus, eat, uh, shower if you need to, but just get ready. But I'll put music on. I'll put music on and go to the back room of the bus and blast it. Zone so to, to, yeah, it's zone out. So it's it's funny. I always tell the new people that I meet, it's like when y'all see me at the track, you know, doing the meet and greets. It's hey, what's up? How are you? You know, everything's great. Like welcome out. But then when you see me again, like no disrespect, but I'm yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Locked because in. it's so different for us. Like two hours before game, you guys are in the locker room. You know, getting prepped. Feeling. We're signing autographs, kissing babies. We're doing all that stuff. And even before we throw a leg in the car, we're still doing that shit. Mm. So it's always that's tough. Always in the moment. You guys get to see that on Sunday. Yeah. How fast do you get in and out of the pits? Uh, on average. Average. So the pit stops. The pit stops alone. Uh, if you can bust off an eight five, it's getting eight seconds. Really? Eight. Like a change of blown tire, whatever the fuck. Yeah, blown tire is different because you got to get the car up. But if it's a come in. Come in a clean stop, and everybody executes. It's eight point five and nine seconds. Wow! And the slowest. There's some teams that you know, maybe developmental teams that are, excuse me, doing fourteen, fifteen seconds. But you got no shot every second. Yeah. And, that, and that's changing all four tires and what else? And fuel. Four tires and fuel. Filling up. That's filling it. all the way up. Yeah. And so if you ask for an adjustment, that slows down your time by a right. tenth, a couple, a few tenths. Can't have it. No. So you have to be spot on every time. So eight eight five, I think, is our fastest recorded stop. That's dope. It's not ours, but in the sport with this new car. Because it used to be it used to be uh ten seconds. But we've gone from five lug nuts to one lug nut. So you think about that time, it, it decreased that time. So it took three seconds off the of the deal. Now here's the real question. Five dinner guests dead or alive. Um, you plus five. Okay, so there's two sitting in the room right here, right? Word. Shameless plug, right? Got it. Word, do that. my boy, my boy. We're gonna have a good time. That's I'm gonna right. make sure. It's on money line. And I'm yeah. on security. <laughs> um <laughs> let's go with uh you know, let's go with Prince. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh Prince. Let's go with him. Let's go with uh I think it'd be awesome to just sit there and have a conversation with Obama. Oh. Have a have a have a drink, have a mm-hmm. cocktail. Uh one more. Um Kobe. Mm, good call. There you go. I'm bringing the wheat. <laughs> if you could see one guest on all the smoke, Michael Jordan, who would it be? Um uh, but I, before you answer the question, you have to help us get your answer on the yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can make a phone call. 
get MJ on the show. Oh, Michael, you, yeah, Mike, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Mike, yeah, of course. <laughs> what made you think of Mike? I didn't yeah. even think of that. Mike, yes. Yeah, yeah Mike, of I'll course. Put in a word. We both team Jordan, yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah. Mike, come on through. Yeah. There you go. Well, Bubba, man, we appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend. We're going to be out there cheering for you. you. Um, Man, best of luck the rest of the season. I know it's coming down to an end. Jack, you got something to give him. Oh, shit. What do we got? Hey, let's go. You can sit while you're playing COD. Yeah. All the the smoke shirt. You know what I'm saying? Are you chilling or killing? You said you you could take that line. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. I love it. Thanks, fellas. Once again, Bubba Wallace. Big shout out, Moneyline. Blue Wire Studios, The Wind Hotel. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Good show. Good job, y'all. Sweet. Good job, everybody. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.